Hello, welcome to The Gay Child. My name is Tate. My name is Mo. And welcome to episode number three. Number three. It's going to be an, an exciting one. <laughs> and number three is my favorite number. Yeah, three is his favorite number. And like six and nine because they're divisible by three, right? Yeah. And I hate the number nine. And I like the number nine because it's divisible by three. So I just, no, I hate number. the number nine because it's so close to 10 and it's not 10. I just, that's why I hate it. Like, what, just give me 10. So you, you were the type of person that's like, let me just, let me just round it up. <laughs> yeah, like literally, that's why. Okay. We're I'm already okay off with, topic, uh, no. like in the first few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the gay child. We are distracted <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> well, no, that can be our little icebreaker, you know? We just yeah. came on and had a little discussion about numbers because I'm a very numeric person in a sense. Like, I hate math, but as far as numerology and all that type of stuff, I, I'm solely into it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of numbers, we're getting towards 2020 with every passing day. And I've been thinking a lot about resolutions. Do you have any yet? I have a couple. And for the most part, they're all about bettering myself. I definitely want to lay off of the procrastination. I would like to hit the gym more, which is usually everyone says that every year but i for one have never been a tough person to go to the gym yeah i'm <laughs> trying to get more into group activities at the gym because that's usually where i get the most motivated is when i'm with other people that have mm-hmm. the same goal right so when i work out by myself i get really insecure weird am i even using the equipment right i don't know what i'm doing yeah. so that's usually <laughs> that's my i think that would be my goal too is just to try to get more fit right and the goal is to look good naked and then be i'm sure healthy. we already do but like <laughs> we can always be approved <laughs> be healthy second but look good naked <laughs> yeah exactly. better naked i should say <laughs> <laughs> be better naked i guess um i would say so are those are the best of yours um no i have more i definitely want to get back into my art full throttle and not get so distracted by things that are going on outside of what I have going. Um, and I want to write every single day. Even it's if it's so a important. little bit. Yeah, even if it's a little bit, just to get my thoughts out, it's important to just write them down. And I spoke about this before, but it's something that I did one day and I literally saw the result of it and I felt so much better the next day when I woke up after like just writing down my thoughts and just emptying that. You probably... Use one of those notebooks that have writing prompts. It'll just be really random. It doesn't have to be, oh, like, write a novel. It would be like, write the last time that you randomly smiled at a stranger. I don't know. Some, it could be like the most random thing, but I think you could benefit from one of those. Yeah, I've actually seen those. And I said I was going to start back writing in mine because I actually have one. So I guess I could feel that up. I was supposed to say, because I have one I haven't used. <laughs> you can have mine. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you have? I have one that I just bought it target um i got mine at barnes and noble it said 300 writing props and in my nightstand behind you and i just (laughs) haven't picked it up i write in other ways i just it's been a long time since i've like handwritten Mm -hmm. things so i think that's if i was gonna write again and have a resolution about it it would be to handwrite more because like everything's so digital now do i even know how to write my own name with my hands (laughs) i do feel better writing it down on physical paper than i do having the digital it just feels like it's more real and more tangible when it's written on paper 
And I want to write in cursive more because that's a lost art. It is. It is a lost art. Like they don't even. I'm not sure if they are pushing it in school as much as they was when I was in school, but I learned cursive when I was in like the third grade. Same third grade, and I never forgot it. And I never forgot it. And even our logo, part of it is in cursive, and mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how many people didn't know what a capital cursive G was. Right. But so, I, and I was so, <laughs> and I'm so confident in the logo that I created for the podcast that I'm not changing it. You're just gonna have to relearn cursive. If we're bringing it back. And this is what it is. Okay. If you can't read it, learn it. Exactly. I mean, I know cursive, but I kind of toggle between writing in cursive and print. So it's kind of like a mix of the two. I tend to write my name in cursive quite a bit, but not anything else. But like, I used, when I was like, actually, as a kid, when I had a diary, every little thing was in cursive. Mm-hmm. At some point, my hand got tired and I just started writing in print. But I would probably want to start writing regularly in cursive again. Yeah. Yeah, same, me too. Yeah, so I would say that is definitely a resolution of mine. One of my other resolutions is just to improve taking in, taking care of myself, like making sure I'm, I'm flossing every day, making sure I'm actually taking off my makeup every day, all of it, taking care of just my body. Because lately I feel like I've just been on cruise control mm-hmm. and just not really looking at the details because uh, the more I neglect it, the more uh, it it adds up. Right. And I definitely want to take better care of myself, too. For sure, my mental health, but my body as well. Mind, body, and soul. Mind, body, and soul. <laughs> okay, so the topic of the episode this week is sex, sex stereotypes, kinks, and everything to do with sex. And if you're a family member of mine, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe turn us off and wait for the next week. I mean, we're all grown here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna filter anything. I'm just like to forewarn the family I'm really close to. Thank you for supporting me, but you don't have to listen to this. <laughs> and I know my sister out there somewhere is like cringing somewhere. I apologize to you too. Oh my god, it's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. We just don't talk about sex, and that's what we're here to change that. I mean, yeah, it's a fun topic when you're discussing it with the right people. (laughs) Right, because it's really just feeling out the person first. Like, if I tell them this, are they going to take it the wrong way? Is it going to be inappropriate? Are they going to be offended? And I feel like I can tell Mo anything, so you're just going to witness that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like, we're both open books with each other, so. And that's why we're here, and that's how the podcast was born. Right. (laughs) Okay, so I guess we'll go into, let's go into hard stuff first. So let's do sex stereotypes first. So, and I actually don't know much about the sex stereotypes of a man. I know a couple, but naturally as a lesbian. I mean, except <laughs> we're just all horny rabbits that just want to fuck everything in sight in a general scope of men. But if you want to break it down to gay men there's different stereotypes along with that one as well but yeah because i always think that women have a heart gay women have a harder but maybe you can enlighten me and then show me that maybe you gay men have it just as hard as far as sex stereotypes and stuff i try not to it's funny you say that because i don't even think it's something that can be compared i think we both get it a little hard because the whole LGBT community is highly sexualized. Um, 
based off of preferences. So I'm not sure if women, if lesbians or men are stereotyped harder, but we both definitely are sexualized beings within the community. So Mo, I know that you haven't experienced actually a lot of sex stigma or se- anyone stereotyping you sexually, but was there anything out there that you really related to or um, something you've seen that maybe hit close to home or something that you're afraid was going to happen to you? Um, not me, for instance, um, but I will see things because I see a lot. I'm on social media most times and I see a lot of conversations and forums and threads on Twitter where people will be be discussing sex stereotypes within their community and like the gay community and gay men having sexual stereotypes as far as their preferences in the bedroom, like whether they're a top or a bottom or if they're versatile all based off of their outlook and how they appear to the world, like, oh, this person looks like a top because of this, that, and the third, or this person is a bottom because of this, that, and the third. And it's like, we're more than just our titles. Oh, like if someone were to see a flamboyant gay man, they would assume that they were a bottom. Yeah. It's just those type of stereotypes within the gay community, which sometimes, or most of the time, aren't even true. Right, because you never know. That flamboyant gay man may love to top everybody. <laughs> yeah, and you know, most times that's how it is. Like, I've been with guys who were flamboyant tops, and I didn't have a problem with it. I, I have mean, a theory that most people are kind of diverse, where they'll be up for either. I don't think I've seen too many people where they were one or the other. Like, no, like, I have to top you, or I have to be a bottom. I've seen a, a few of them. But not a terrible amount. Some people are willing to do either. Yeah, for me it's rare. Even I, being a man who's interested in other men, I don't run into too many gay men or bi men, I should say. Both people I have come in contact with, I haven't met many who are just strictly one. Have you been with by men mostly or was it mostly gay men like i'm actually curious Uh, of like the men that you're with for me it's been mostly gay men i haven't come across too many bi men is is it like different the experience being with them or is it just generally the same generally the same yeah yeah so what are your experiences on the lesbian side of the spectrum If I have, I have. it's gone over my head because, honestly, something had to hit me dead in the face for me to notice things, and that's just who I am. Um, but ones I've seen are definitely that it's a phase. I've actually experienced that one. That's definitely a stereotype that I've encountered. We're like, oh, it's just a phase. You'll grow out of it. You, you just got to find the right man. I've actually been told that. Or that I'll want kids, which goes back to the man thing. And I like, excuse me, I the my choice to procreate or not is none of your business. And yeah, and then there's definitely mostly, I've seen this mostly in dating sites where, you know, there's a couple and they're looking for a unicorn, or, like to be in the middle or even two women. Um, and I just like, not all of us want threesomes. Right. I'd rather, like my attention span is shit. So I rather just need to focus on one person <laughs> at a time. Yeah, I feel like that's a great point that you made because 
me being on this side of the spectrum, I see a lot of heterosexual men come at lesbian women with the stance that, oh, you just haven't found the right man yet, or I can turn you out, or you just haven't had the right dick yet. And it's just, it's kind of disturbing. It's very rapey, if you ask me. And it's, it's something to be concerned about. <laughs> There's definitely too many couples on Instagram. And the, the, so the way I see it mostly is that it's, I can kind of feel that it's the man talking. It's like, oh, my, my girlfriend would like to experience a woman. And I think that's cool. We're going to do this together. Um, like, it sounds like the woman's not fully satisfied with her man. So she needs a brand show. But it's <laughs> cool that the guy is letting her instead of like cheating, which is um, unconsent- unconsensual cheating is obviously not a thing that should be condoned. Um, of course, if you're opening a relationship, that's something else. But I'm not definitely I'm definitely not one that wants to be included in an open relationship anymore. So I definitely just avoid those kinds of people. And I would just assume that the woman is not dissatisfied with her male partner, but just polyamorous of some kind. And it almost feels like to me that my theory is that heterosexual men view lesbians as more of a kink than a sexuality because it goes back to me just piggybacking off you saying that a lot of times y'all are approached to initiate a threesome within a monogamous heterosexual relationship that could possibly be open and they're just like oh we're gonna have a third party let's bring in a lesbian she'll eat your pussy or something exactly (laughs) like okay psa lesbians are not a kink we're it is a sexual orientation we're not in the same group of whips blindfolding knife play other kinks and then just add lesbians to the list that's not a thing okay we are not a kink we are a group of people that love to sleep with women so don't treat us like a kink because that's the only way i can make sense of it because just seeing how hypocritical the straight men can be sometimes this is not an attack on anybody it's just me calling out what i see is they're completely fine with two girls making out but the moment two guys are making out it's all these theories of a gay agenda and we shouldn't be seeing this. We shouldn't be di- displaying this. This is gross. This is disgusting. You know, and it's just like. And I'm not shaming threesomes. Well, maybe I'll have one one day. Who who knows where my life will go? But so I'm not saying that threesomes are bad. Just be aware of where your intentions and desires are coming from. With the right intentions and out of respect. Yeah. I mean, if you all just want to be together and everyone's consenting and, and is aware of what their roles are if there are any then just leave it at that like but don't make it like a fetish yeah in this scene is it's deemed more of a fetish to men i believe it's not the worst fetish i've encountered honestly foot fetishes take the crown for me like i hate foot fetishes i mean i don't mind feet i don't don't know know what that's like (laughs) i mean i hate feet here's the thing Someone could be the love of my life. They could be my soulmate. But they come at me asking or something to do with wanting my feet or being sexually attracted to my feet, I will leave. Wow. I, I just, I can't. I, I, read, so I don't care people. how compatible you are. If you want to suck on my toes, uh, bye. There's the door. What? I can't. Are you I serious? Feel like I'm picturing in my head, but I... Having your toes sucked during missionary is the best. So... <laughs> 
just rolling my eyes. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm indifferent about feet. I'm not like. I mean, the most I'll do is probably massage them. Like if if my girlfriend comes home one day, it's like oh, my feet really hurt. I'd be like, okay. Let me wash my hands and then get some oils and I'll <laughs> rub them. But like, if you're being turned on by this, I might get a little weird. And here's okay. Here's here's the with here's the birth of my hate for foot fetishes. So it was back in high school. Mm-hmm. I was friends with this guy for years. Actually, like I almost considered him like a brother. That's how close we were. So this came out of left field. So what happened was. For some reason, we got on a topic of sex, and we're talking about what turned us on, and I I didn't really have much to go on, so he was telling me his, and he didn't mention feet. However, a couple days later, he asked for a picture of my feet, because, because, I see you looking at me, (laughs) it's because, so here's what happened. So he, one day, he just texted me like, hey, what's up, what you doing? I'm like, oh, just painting my toes, just a, just your usual Saturday. And it's like, oh, can I see? So I didn't know where this was going. I'm like, and I thought I was doing a pretty good job because painting toes are just really hard. And so I was actually really proud of it because I was doing a really good job. So I'm like, okay, I'll show off my work <laughs> on my feet. And um, yeah, that went downhill very quickly because at least I'm honest to me, he really liked that photo, but he didn't tell me that. Okay, and then a couple of days later, for some reason, this is where I gave it away. He was te- he was texting me saying he was asking me for another photo. He was at, he said he like he like lost the first one and wanted a, another one. I'm like, that's weird. What friend wants really wants to see the paint job on their friend's toes that much? And then I asked my mom, because I asked my mom about everything. I'm so she would know. And she's like, yeah, don't send him anything. I'm like, why? It's like, just trust me, don't. <laughs> and I slowly learned on my own. And I just never sent him that photo. I, to this day, don't talk to him. And I I just couldn't do it. I've lost a friendship literally over a foot fetish. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Like it was, cause he okay. It's like, do you have any? You have siblings, right? Yeah. Okay, so imagine one of your siblings, as like basically fetishizing you because they turn you on. And did he know that you had basically labeled him as a brother? Yeah, that was our running joke. Like, cause he had a single mom, I had a single dad. The joke was that one day we'd be siblings, like actually. So it'd be like, and I actually have a brother, a stepbrother. Um, Chris, hello. <laughs> anyway, if my brother was listening to this, I'd probably die and bury myself. <laughs> anyway, so I consider this guy like uh, an unofficial second brother. So you can imagine my brother fetishizing over my feet. I'm probably not going to let that go. So that's an interesting story. I definitely can see why you're not into it because. From a story like that, I can see how that could have weirded you out. But he did go about it in a weird way. Just, why. I don't know what a right way would be. I mean, there's ways to go about it that isn't like, oh, can you resend me that picture? Like, that was odd to me, especially after someone you've like kind of deemed someone as a brother and kind of basically aggressively friend zoned them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've been to them before and then it's just, we're fine. And then this happened. 
yeah, I I don't know how I would have responded exactly in that moment, but that was odd. Yeah, so you can imagine my distrust in people's attraction to my feet. Now, here's the curse that I have. I've been told I have pretty feet. And then when people tell me that, I just kind of like take it with a grain of salt and try not to think about it too hard. Right. Because I know that maybe if it's summer and I'm wearing cute sandals or something, that's probably where it's coming from. Because mm-hmm. I'm a seasonal toe painter. I only to paint my toes in the summer when I have to wear sandals. So I do it for the outfit, essentially. Right. So my feet are really dressed up in the summer. So I can imagine that like my feet being really, really well taken care of. They're shaved, they're painted, there's cute sandals on them. Who's not going to compliment that, I guess? Right. Like, And it just like makes me un- briefly uncomfortable. But I, again, I try not to think about it too hard. Right. I mean, my experiences with that, it's just something that's not major for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any thing, any like sex kings that you just absolutely hate or are deal breaker? Deal breakers are people who... Or are you just up for anything? I'm not up for anything. I mean, there are obviously some things that I'm just like, no, that's not for me. And those are along the lines of like the dirty parts of what some people, I maybe shouldn't say dirty because I don't want to shame nobody. But if you're into piss or shit in any way, I just, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard stories and I just, I don't get it. Those people must be super bored with their lives <laughs> like mind numbingly bored with their sex life to do that that's only yeah. that's only explanation i could think of yeah i'm not into it but to each his own if you are just don't talk don't don't come at us <laughs> with the stories <laughs> yeah keep the stories but for the most part you just have to be very mindful when you say you're open to anything i am open but with limitations <laughs> so say. that goes into my next transition question what do you what turns you on or maybe like what turns you on about a person maybe like a, either of those things conversation and the ability to relate to like talking first talking first definitely um i do like to get to know people before i take it to that level that almost sounds demisexual in a sense where you have to like really get to know someone before you can feel attraction do you feel like that applies to you i do because minimal things will turn me off easily like like what and once i'm turned off it's kind of hard for me to see you in another light like laziness for one like i hate when someone doesn't match my work ethic or doesn't have goals or ambitions or drive that's just not sexy to me mm-hmm. so therefore i wouldn't want to have sex with you because it's just like you're not a match you're not a mutual it's like so it's gonna be like a lot of chemistry there it has to be a lot of chemistry yeah yes and i feel like that's my basic understanding of how sex can be at its best is when you have chemistry and that's really coming from from me and i'm not a hyperly sexual person and i say hyperly with a grain of salt because people let's say you you just imagine a spectrum you got like low medium high most people are probably at like at medium of like how sexual they are and mm-hmm. i'm at like low so to me normal is like really high right and most of that me not being too sexual is like circumstantial um and a lot of it is by choice but 
And I feel like there's nothing wrong with either of those things. So the difference between Mo and I is that he, I consider him, a, let's say a very sexual person. I would say like a normally sexual person. Yeah, I don't think normal. he has more than the average person. Right. But I tend to not have very much sex, if if like aside from like sex with myself. So it's definitely a balance in that someone who I see myself as that person who has an average sex life is not too much, not too little, but she has lesser sex than I do, but it's a balance. Yeah. I mean, a lot of mine is circumstantial and by choice. So it's a little bit of both for the most part. I control, I control that aspect of me. And a part of it is just like maybe some insecurities I'm going through. Um, and even, even then when I do feel confident, I'm confident, even when I do feel confident in myself, I just, I don't always feel the need to just like work out all my sex drive with someone. I still desire those things at some point, but it's not, my my goal isn't to just like, okay, not, I can't have sex unless it's with someone else. Right. Because I know there's some people like that, like that refuse to masturbate and it has to be with another person. Yeah. And I love masturbating. Me too. So I can't really imagine. I mean, masturbation. <laughs> like, the only time you have sex is with someone else, but like, teach their own. I mean, masturbation stops you from having sex with the wrong person, in my opinion, or making a dumb decision, you know, just like. How so? I mean, it's self care. I mean, you can have sex with someone who probably would have ghosted you and you would have eliminated that had you just masturbated. Yeah, it's a good. Point. This is a good scenario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've exactly. heard I've heard stories of people being like, "Oh, it was trash," or "Oh, I completely wasted my time," or "Oh, like I had sex with this person and they wouldn't answer my calls the next day. They wouldn't even like text me back." And it's like masturbation saves you from. That's what I meant by masturbation can save you from having sex with the wrong person. You know, I'm I'm already ghosted enough as it is. I can't imagine <laughs> adding having sex with this person on top of it. I probably that be feels horrible, a much sure. worse situation than I am right now. <laughs> yeah, they, I'm sure that takes an emotional toll on people having that done. Like in a sense that you thought you had like a great moment with someone, and then like they just ghost you. Yeah, that's just just like how do you treat people this way, or at least not realize that you weren't on the same page i mean i I guess it's pretty like blatant that there's no emotional tie to them it's gonna it's completely nsa which doesn't necessarily mean that communication is etched out the picture it's basically no strings attached but that person the type of person who can go someone after a sexual encounter firmly believes in nsa (laughs) in my opinion because mm-hmm. to not even communicate with the person the next day is really no strings attached. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely that. But to me, ghosting someone just really shows the recipient of the ghosting that you're immature and yeah. you never learned how to communicate your feelings. Because if you are at some point going to meet someone that you're not going to ghost, I feel like that that attitude or behavior is going to come out in some other way, whether it's not ghosting, but you're going to lack in a communication department altogether in some way and that's gonna be the detriment of your relationship yeah they definitely took nsa in the wrong context (laughs) but it hasn't happened to me um because i'm pretty mindful with who i choose to be sexual with yeah i've only ghosted one person and again that was the foot fetish guy but here's the difference is that i don't ghost people but the exception with that guy that i was friends with in high school Mm -hmm. 
is that I did communicate to him that I didn't want to talk to him anymore. Right. So I can't really say that I like I just go somehow out of the blue. He can't say that it came out of left field and he never saw it coming. Because I tried to talk to him face to face and tell him my boundaries. I told him I was uncomfortable with them at that point, And I just couldn't see our friendship going any further beyond this. And once he didn't respect those boundaries, at that point, I had to I had to ghost him. I had to block him. And that was the only time in my life I've ever ghosted someone. So that's just is what it is. That's If I ghost someone, it's because I've already tried to talk to them. Yeah, I mean, I've ghosted before, but that's like a whole nother topic that I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into ghost. Ghosting is, is a, such a beast. We'll probably <laughs> have a whole episode just on that. But ghosting after sexual encounters is not cool. Like, even if the sex was bad, just you don't have to say that exactly because that can like crush someone's ego. But you can just be like, mm, it wasn't for me or maybe we should just be friends or Maybe we shouldn't meet up anymore. There's ways to do it maturely and to communicate it better. I'm also realizing that I think I'm building my own stereotype in my head mm-hmm. with ghosting and girls I try to I try to meet. And usually ends up being the androgynous, tomboy, boyish, and the butch lesbians that tend to ghost me the most. It's always the like justin bieber-esque looking ones or the, wow or the, those, are, those are the ones that tend to guess me the most she sees and, patterns. And, I mean, and take that with a grain of salt i mean like a spectrum like mm-hmm. again like the uh the boyish the tomboys the butch the dykes whatever you call whatever you know that spectrum of ones that aren't hyper feminine mm-hmm. they tend to ghost me the most and the ones that are like a bit more feminine or somewhere in the middle they tend to like last longer as right. far as communication and texting and going out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was, I don't, I'm so I'm building a stereotype in my head of like, do I want to talk to this person I'm attracted to? Because I love androgynous women. Right. But I'm already like assuming they're going to ghost me at some point just based on how they look alone. Yeah. So I'm trying to like not get that far, mm-hmm. but we'll see. <laughs> and I also wanted to highlight how, a lot of people think or their assumption of gay sex, they try to mirror heterosexual norms in a sense of, oh, who's the man and who's the woman in a relationship, which is very, which is a huge heterosexual norm. And it's like, we shouldn't live by those within the gay community. Like, why does it have to be a man figure and a woman figure or a su- to represent a submissive and dominant position? That's really what they're asking. So mm-hmm. when someone outside of the community or someone who's um not educated on those terms when they ask like who's the man who's the woman what they're really asking who's the dominant who's submissive and you know i think that's one it's not any of their business so rephrase your question first of all to like no one's the man or the woman there's two men or two women or two or anybody beyond the binary of men and women and that's the whole point. There's no different sex here. <laughs> right. And I just think that question is not proactive. It's like, why does it matter? So I'm assuming their idea of the woman in the bedroom would be the bottom and the top would be the man in the bedroom. And it's just that's a huge norm that shouldn't be a thing within the community. It's like it's not your business. And why? Why does it matter? 
to me as a person. Although there's got to be a balance in a relationship, I'd imagine, because how did you dominance have sex sex? Because I'm just imagining they're both just like trying to flip each other over. And at some point they're just going to fall off the bed. I mean, that's the thing, too. I mean, two tops can be in a relationship together. Two bottoms can be in a relationship together. Um, There are even within the gay sex spectrum, there are even gay men who are strictly oral or prefer oral sex over penetrative sex so they're non-penetrative so there's all different ways to go about pleasure when it comes to sex other than penetrating yeah there's always a way around it Mm -hmm. and yeah and with penetration there's always this idea that lesbians or women with other women don't want to be penetrated or if we do then it's confusing to people that they want to strap on but not a but not a dick and I just can't stress enough how that's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not. It's. I think it goes into like what you're emotionally attracted to as well. It's not so much the dick of the or the object that's being inserted. It's like everything around that. Mm-hmm. For it's like who's coming from? Yeah, because it's kind of like when women are like, "Oh, I like the dick, but not what it's attached to." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like. I'm just speechless at myself. Like, I just can't say anything other than this is not the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's really not. And that's, like, one of the major stereotypes that goes into lesbian sex. And here's how I always kind of explain it to people, too. So, if you think of a penis and then a dildo, the way I compare the two is with a painting called i think it's called like this is a pipe by rain magritte and basically it's that painting where it's a smoking pipe like an old one mm-hmm. and underneath like in his language i don't remember what it was it's like this is not a pipe and at first you're confused like it's clearly a pipe i've seen a painting of a pipe right but what it really means is that no this is not a pipe this is a painting oh right so then that's how i explain wanting a strap okay but not a penis the, like if I if I had a dildo right here in front of you, mm-hmm. which I don't, <laughs> just so we're clear, there is no dildo here. <laughs> no, but picture there's one. a penis with no dildo. No kid. Right. So if you picture <laughs> one, the way I would explain it to you is that this is not a penis. This is a dildo. This is not the shape of a penis. This is the shape of the inside of my vagina. So that's how I explain it. That's like not the same thing. This is the she is wearing a shape that is perfectly shaped to go inside of me, but it's right. not a penis. It is a it's a dildo. I mean, there are dildos that look okay. I don't want those real ones. Okay, <laughs> here's the thing. I know there's ones that look super realistic. You're not into but those. But please don't come at me with those. You're not into those at all. No, even there's ones that have like hair and like ball sacks like no thank you no you're not nice just like that, give period. me a nice shiny purple one and we're good no veins no nothing no just it has veins we're going we're, we're going out we're going shopping and we're gonna try again oh wow <laughs> so she's not even into the aesthetic of a penis it's just like <laughs> no <laughs> at all okay that's understandable I this mean. is weird i we touched on porn in the first episode and there's been st- I'm getting used to the side of it because when you get when I get into this rabbit hole of Twitter porn, <laughs> oh yeah, and I can't go back. There's a lot 
of dick that I go through to try to find two women without a man together. I'm usually looking for those kinds of videos, but it's really hard to find. Yeah. So I'm getting used to the side of it. And there's just some that are like, okay, this is fine. There's, It's a little bit cleaner, I should say. Mm-hmm. And those are easier to watch. Those actually don't feel bad to watch for me. Right. I don't mind it. I might even get a little turned on a little bit. I can't explain why. <laughs> but... um. But but yeah, I'm getting used to the side of it, but please don't come at me with it. And speaking of that, I've been seeing rumors. I mean, I think it's stemming from a little bit of the truth, but apparently Twitter is removing Twitter porn as of January the 1st, 2020 because of guidelines. So they're kind of trying to follow Tumblr's movement. And you know, everything from Tumblr kind of moved to Twitter. I mean, I guess it's fair that we should be paying for sex content. Um, so I guess I don't disagree. This is going to be unfortunate for both of us. Right. I'm just like, okay. I mean, I guess it's safe because especially with children now having so much access to the internet and sex workers oh, yeah. do deserve to get paid. I mean, that was one of the reasons why Tumblr decided to ban porn. But also, I mean, sex workers could probably profit from that greatly because their work would no longer be free. Hashtag sex work is work. Says work is work. They're not selling their bodies. They're selling their time and their labor. And that's all on that. <laughs> I think that's a whole other stereotype. I feel like that's a whole other stereotype of its own where yeah. a lot of, where the most of sex workers are probably gay or the most gay people are sex workers, that sort of thing. Like we in the last episode where we we're talking about transgenders, mm-hmm. a lot of the ones that have experienced violence or unfortunately death where a lot of them were sex workers yeah and a lot of trans women are sex workers for various reasons it may be to pay for hormones or pay for their surgeries or just to live or pay for housing and that probably goes hand in hand with not having protection to have any other work exactly because a so lot they of job means yeah of getting other payment believe me they'll probably do it so don't shame them for it to give them right. other options sex work is work at the end of the day i mean it's been around since like the beginning of times so there's always been prostitutes escorts um and it's like how can you shame sex workers and porn stars when you watch their content yeah it's not for everyone but it's a market it's a job yeah i mean it just it's just sad this is where we're going but i hope it gets better and you know what after that i'm fully behind even though i'm gonna miss it i'm fully behind twitter removing the porn content from me twitter. too um i'm not against it and i have an imagination like most times i don't even need to see porn to masturbate like but i don't need it it was just like a <laughs> it's, it's it was nice visual extra and i learned most of what i know about sex through porn yeah i think that actually a lot of people in this generation where the parents aren't talking about it sometimes their friends will talk about it and the only way they're gonna learn is visually through porn right and i didn't have an older brother around me to teach me the ways or dad right or any type of older siblings so i really was relying heavily on sex education which was taught at my school at the time and also, like, watching porn, and I had a little access to the internet, so that's how I learned most of what I know. Yeah, but I don't need it. A huge trauma for me is actually being teased, so I don't need to see everything. If yeah. everything, it it 
turns me on more not saying everything because at least the more you leave to the imagination and kind of like hint at it the more i'm gonna be turned on so if anything i don't i'm not gonna suffer at all from this right and now we've reached the end of our episode so you can follow the gay child on twitter at the gay child pod pod and then you can follow the gay child on instagram the gay child podcast that's podcast p-o-d-c-a-s-t so that's the difference pod on twitter podcast on instagram and you can follow me tate at twitter and instagram tater tot 522 t-a-t-e-r-t-o-t 522 and mo where can they follow you you can follow my twitter at mo music m-e-a-u-x-m-u-s-i-c and you can also follow my instagram at mo base m-e-a-u-x-b-a-s-s Cool. And now we've reached our favorite part of the episode, <laughs> which is the magic eight ball question. I wonder what it'll be. We actually didn't plan for this. I actually don't know what it'll be. <laughs> so let's see. Um, so do you like to cuddle after sex? I'm sorry, what? Do you like to cuddle after sex? Collective sex. Cuddle. Cuddle after Collective sex. Collective sex. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. We were on a, such like a threesome. Work. So that, that's where you're going again. <laughs> okay. So do I like cuddle after sex? I, I do. Why? Yeah. Or would you just send your person on their way? Like, okay, that was It depends good. on who it is. <laughs> or going back to the whole, I don't have much sex thing. So, like, I in my head, I would love to probably cuddle afterwards. Or maybe <laughs> sleep. Knowing me, I'll be tired as fuck and just want to go to sleep. Oh, I just had that question in my mind. Did it have something stalling. to do with cuddling? No. I'm just trying to see what I want to ask. I asked the last question. Okay. So, let's ask this magic eight ball a question. Will Tate come in contact with another foot fetish? I gotta help not. Please. It says concentrate and ask again. Okay, so concentrate <laughs> harder. I'm picturing a foot in somebody's mouth. <laughs> Will Tate come across another individual who has a strong foot fetish? It says yes, definitely. Oh my god, I am. I, I don't know that. what I'm gonna do. I don't know. Just I'll go probably along deal with it. with it. I may just like <laughs> deal with it head on, jump off the deep end, and just see how it goes. Maybe I'll change my mind. With the right person, I can see it. <laughs> they better have It'd be clean, open. They better have clean feet, okay? <laughs> because take care. Okay, we t- we're talking about like taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. and maintenance. Right. Take care of your damn feet, people. Okay. Please. It's very, <laughs> like, you clean everything else, like exfoliate, cut your toenails, paint them if applied to you. <laughs> like, take care of your feet. Okay. It goes a long way. <laughs> right. It definitely does. Okay. So, that was we, fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I had a lot of fun with this one. So, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and follow us everywhere and don't forget to rate our show too we would really appreciate that and get some feedback so until the next episode we love you and thank you for listening yes thank you for listening